Well, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to my lead generation sales mastery course focused on permission based sales and marketing online in this new normal. This is Coach Lois. Excited to have you here. Make sure you take copious notes. Stay through the end. Enjoy that call to action and motivational story to help you catapult your income to five figures a month with permission based selling and my tactics and tricks and strategies that are going to take you and your family and your health and wealth and wisdom to the next level this year. All right, hey guys, and welcome back for day two of Lead Generation Mastery, helping you increase your sales in less time this year as we are in this new normal. Uh, I just wanna go over some really quick housekeeping items. For those of you who are in the first sneak peek look of this course, um, and not the evergreen, this is really, really important for you to make sure you are inside of my healthy and wealthy and wise Facebook community. Just really want to do one more um, reminder on that because I am going to be having live Q&A Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's going to be at 12 p.m., Pacific. So sorry for my friends <laughs> overseas. That was the best time that worked for me and my schedule. However, the cool thing is, is even if you aren't available to do the live, you can absolutely do the replay, right? And comment and ask your questions. I really want to get you guys to get into that habit of going inside that group asking your questions there. You can send me private messages if you want. Just know there's a chance I might miss them and not get to them. Um, or uh, it, it'll just you know take more time off of my plate and I won't be able to serve everyone to the deepest level. Also, I haven't announced this yet. There is a secret URL that I'm going to be delivering on Friday. Um, so you got to be able to listen throughout this whole recording, this whole recording. Um, the contest that I'm giving you guys is, you know, you want to get that secret URL. I'm not going to release it um, today, <laughs> just saying, um, because on there, I'm going to have a lot of the free tools. My, my time and lead management tools are going to be on there, um, as well as some slides, some images from what I'm talking about this whole week. So you can download them. However, you can't do that without the secret URL link. If you tune in the whole week, I'm going to be keeping track of who's showing up for the live Q&A, the live coaching Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You get points for showing up. You get points for turning in your call to action, aka homework every day. You get points um, if you actually, you know, do that every single day. I'm going to give you even more points. So if you turn in the daily call to action or homework every single day, you give me the secret URL, you show up, but not only show up, but ask questions and comment on the live Q&A, I will give you points. And whoever has the highest amount of points at the end of this uh, Friday night, you'll win $500 in coaching from me. So 
If that is important to you, if that sounds great, please, please make sure you you got to play to win, right? You got to show up. The more you put into this, guys, the more you're going to get out. So enough about that. So yesterday I introduced the concept of permission-based selling messaging, something that you can use throughout all of your marketing that doesn't cost much money at all. And for some of you, if you've never heard that before, I just want to remind you, it's as simple as turning strangers into friends that you meet on social media, in the clubhouse, or wherever you're at, wherever you're playing. You turn them into customers over time and even better. This is why I love joint venture and affiliate. And you get more money through referral sources, centers of influence or sphere of influence, people of influence, whatever you call that, people who know your last best customer than you do, and not only do they know a couple, they might know a few thousand. So I really wanna hit that home so you understand that what I'm teaching you can be fun, authentic, and really you're being a human being who shows how much you care. People don't care, spoiler alert, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And hey, Adil, welcome, welcome, tuning in live from Pakistan, I love it. <laughs> so just remember that most sales, because I think everyone here is, you know, you're here to generate 100 leads this week, and today's homework is going to help you get a quick win with that. And the more leads you have, the higher your conversions, permission-based selling, marketing, and messaging all does that for you. You don't have to have a million leads, guys. You don't. In fact, we're going to show you this week how 100 leads can make you a fortune, depending on if you follow what I have to say. So if most sales happen on the 5th to 12th touch, and, and when I say most, I'm talking 80%. Now, I've sold a lot of things in my time, full disclosure, and I don't know where you're at in your sales career, if you're, if you're the beginning, the middle, if you're, if you're heading towards what you might call retirement. Um, this stat fit no matter whether I was selling fitness, whether I was selling real estate, in fact, some of my real estate clients, I had to follow up with two years and I did it like clockwork once a month. Items of value in the mail with a follow-up phone call, right? So usually I actually touch them twice a month. I had a gal who I never heard from her for two years. I left her a message. I sent her an item value in mail. And on that second year, the 24th month, maybe the 25th, she's like, Lois, I love you. You're the only person who stayed in touch with me and really cared about me and gave me value. I read almost every one of your letters that you sent me in the mail. Now, this was way before email marketing was, was a big thing for me, of, of course, but I sold network marketing products. The only exception to <laughs> people, um, you know, that 80% happening of the sale on the 5th to 12th touch was coffee, but that that's a, a like a drug, right? I, I wasn't a, a drug dealer, okay? Don't don't say that I said that, but um, coffee is is uh, the price point was low and and the need was high. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So that's what I want to impress upon you over the course of these trainings, right? So permission-based marketing and selling is authentic. It's real. 
And here's the deal right now, guys. The reason this is going to work for you so well if you adopt my principles and my four-step proven strategy is people are hurting right now. People don't want to feel sold to, right? And there's a lot of people out there who are just reaching out to one person one time saying, here's my link, buy my stuff. And that doesn't feel good, does it? Have, have you had that happen to you? Have you ever been hit up by someone that one hit wonder, we'll call them, right? Or maybe you have bought something that, you know, is a shiny object, a Facebook ad or a Google ad, and then later you regretted it because there wasn't an authentic permission-based approach. And I'm not saying that, that Facebook ads are bad. Again, I just want to really reiterate that that's just not what I want to teach you. Um, and I've, I've just seen so many people that have thrown money at ads and lost a lot of money. In fact, if you're not already making six figures, which I'm guessing is a good chunk of you guys, because part of what I want to help you is to get to four figures if you're not there or five figures if you're not there on a monthly basis. So what I'm teaching you will give you exactly that. Now, here's a story that I fortunately heard back in my 20s when I was selling real estate. And it was it was called the 8x8 story. Okay. And there was a subdivision of 300 homes. And I can't remember for the life of me if it was Southern California, or if it was Arizona, wherever I was in Arizona selling real estate at the time. And I was blown away by the story. It stuck with me so much so that I'm now applying it in permission-based marketing. So the subdivision of 300 homes, this, this research company sent out one direct mail piece once a week for eight weeks in a row. And they made up a fictitious realtor. His, we'll just call him John Doe for the sake of today. And there was, you know, listing stats, sold signs of happy, you know, um, sellers and buyers and, you know, hey, this is the latest listing and here's what your home could sell for today, just week after week after week after week. And guess what? This was back before the do not call list. <laughs> they called every homeowner, the 300 homes in the subdivision. And guess what happened? You can about imagine. Of the people they actually got on the phone or that returned the call and took the little survey, 80%, just like I just shared with you, the stats don't lie, 80% of those people said John Doe. They never got a call from him. They never had some kind of relationship with him, you know, that was in person or what have you. Now, now keep in mind, you might be saying, well, that's kind of weird. I'm trying to impress upon you that this is what permission-based marketing and selling is all about. And the cool thing is you don't have to spend money on direct mail. Just like I was saying, you don't have to spend money on Facebook ads unless you really want to. If you have it in your budget, great, go for it. Social media can be free. You know, Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn. For the sake of my experience and my success, I'm only focusing on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm a testimonial as well as many of my clients that you can leverage these tools and you don't, you don't need to learn special scripts. You don't have to be an amazing copywriter. Um, by the way, I don't uh, teach script writing much at all. 
in sales because for many that can be intimidating, scary, too much work. Um, I just want you to be a human being. I have like very, very baseline scripts I'm going to teach you. Um, but you want to come from your heart. You want to be a human being. People can smell a sales script. I'm just saying. Now, that being said, if any of you want to and you have the bandwidth to, because like I said, for some people, it's scary. It's, it's intimidating. It's overwhelming. I have a great referral for you. Um, my mentor, Eric, he has a script writing book that takes it to a whole nother level. Another quick story that I think is, is uh, maybe relatable to you guys when it comes to permission-based marketing and selling, you think about sales, right? We, we talked about the used car sales approach yesterday. We talked about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You know, we're going to talk about who is your dream customer today and, and to going through that exercise and writing it down. Well, a <laughs> cool story is dating and sales, right? And in this new normal, you're not meeting people at the bar or maybe church or, or out and about in the world, however you met your significant other that you might be with now. So it's really cool that when I went through the Great Recession and I, I lost everything and, and my car was repossessed and I, I had to be kind of forced in my own shelter in place, I really, really wanted to find that dream spouse, husband, partner. And I turned to online dating, even though I didn't know what I was doing. And, and you think about online dating for finding that significant other, how much similar it is to courting those dream customers. You know, do you, do you kiss on the first date? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do. I, I think you don't want to push. You want to court them. You want to connect with them. You know, people don't always connect. They don't always show up as their authentic self. And then on the flip side, are we clear on that dream customer and what we want? So in my example with me, when I found my husband back in 2008, I only spent a few months on the, the dating website. So think of the dating website is like Facebook or LinkedIn. I had a really good profile. So you want to streamline your profile. Does it represent you? Do you have your links on it? Do you have a, a message on there? Do you have a good professional or, or fun photo? It doesn't have to be a professional headshot or anything like that. These days, it's, it's more personal if it probably isn't. I read what all these different guys had to say. You know, for me, if they couldn't spell, they were out the window. <laughs> Right. But as I was sorting and sifting and looking, I wrote down what I wanted, which was the opposite of what I didn't want. I got really clear. I meditated on, I had a vision. We talked about that yesterday. And sure enough, my husband's profile stood out clear as day above the others. He fit all of the things on my dream list. And we messaged each other. We had a phone call talking about the 80%. And by the third date, so probably easily, easily in the, the sales conversation that I mentioned to you, right, the, the sales stats, I easily had minimum eight to 12 conversations with him, right? And we got married five months later. 
So if you if you think about how that translates, that's what I'm going to focus on today, as well as making sure you fit in the right amount of time for what you have got to do in permission-based selling and marketing and messaging to get people into your database, your lead management system, your CRM. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, you know, this, this here is a, you know, statistics, 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. <laughs> Isn't that scary? 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. That's the one hit wonder I was talking about. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. That's one of the things I learned over last year. I, I've met a lot of people who say, wow, Lois, I never thought about this, right? I never followed up after the second contact. And they were usually really pushy, trying to kiss on the first date, the second date, and throwing stuff at them without really getting to know the needs of the customer. And remember what I said, frequency is key and giving value over time is what permission-based marketing is. So think about this, ask yourself this, maybe write these questions down. How are you having people opt in to your, your tribe, your list, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, how are you connecting with them initially so that they want to stick around, right? You know, like this is just a couple ideas. I'm not specifically coaching on this, but do you want to have an email campaign? Do you want to have a Facebook group? Do you want to have a LinkedIn group? Uh, do you want to get a room and, and, and be in the, the clubhouse trend that's happening right now? How are you going to stay visible, credible, and keeping track of it? Also, how are you going to keep them top, you top of mind in their consciousness? How are you going to get to the fifth to twelfth contact? One tip, and I'm, I'm going to cover more of this in the next couple of days, but I just want to remind you because I was actually shocked. About 50% of you that filled in my pre-course survey, I was like, I don't know, what is a CM, CRM? Sorry. And again, it's a client relationship manager lead capture database. I have one um, that I could highly recommend. That's a fraction of the cost of most of them out there, a fraction of the cost of HubSpot. It does email campaigns. It does social media posts that are authentic and in your own voice. So if you have any questions about that, please reach out to me. Uh, I am going to have a couple of bonus webinars on more information about that. And also, if you don't have a tracking system, a way to track your leads, then lead generation can be very, very tedious, overwhelming. And that's why I think a lot of people quit or fail and never get to the fifth to 12th contact is because they're not tracking conversations, tracking how they're touching people and having a duplicatable system. I am going to talk about that as well. So let's first talk about your ideal customers. Okay. You've got to start here. You're going to save yourself time and money in the end. If you take this exercise seriously. Okay. So who do you serve? We talked about this yesterday. This was part of your homework and, and maybe it was, you know, too soon for you. Maybe you haven't done that kind of exercise. Maybe you haven't, you know, gone through any kind of branding exercise and that's okay. That's what this is for, right? To really keep this simple, you want to be specific. Specific is terrific. Okay. And I'll be honest with you. I thought I could just serve everyone. I thought I could just serve anyone. 
remember, I, I, I shared a little bit of my story. I'm going to go over it more in detail over the course of this week, but I did probably about six months of webinars, guys, week after week after week after week, sometimes spending money on ads, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> and I didn't do this exercise. So I want to save you time and make you more money. You, you've probably heard the phrase, there are riches in niches. And remember that example I gave with me finding my husband, my ideal husband? I wrote down exactly what I wanted. I got very clear. Same thing with that example of the, the real estate example in the subdivision. They were focused on what they call in real estate as a farm. It's an area, a target market that you keep dripping and dripping and dripping. So you, you, you have to, at some point, if you don't already, you've got to have an email list. I can help you with that. You've got to have a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or some way to house your tribe, your avatar, right? So first things first, before you go there, you know, what, describe this person. You want to write this down. Are they a specific age or demographic or are they specific to a location? You know, that's one of the reasons for me why I'm doing this, not not live per se in a, in a just specific time of day webinar, because I have clients in 20 different time zones right now. I want them all to have access to this information. So I'm international. Are you local? Are you nationwide? Are you international? or even in real estate or insurance, are you a very specific local neighborhood? Do, are they do they have a family? Uh, are they college educated? Um, you know, are they, you know, a specific um, ethnic background? You know, do you specialize in women? Do you specialize in men? What is their income? You know, I put examples out there, like I specifically help people get to six figures. So my bottom line is someone who's probably making anywhere actually from 50 to 80 grand because I want to take them to the next level. Are you working with people just starting out or are you working with people who are aspiring to seven figures? Personality wise, are they, you know, are they like you? You know, a lot of times we attract, like attracts like. For me, I want people to be fun, not taking life too seriously, spiritually grounded. So what does that look like? Even their personality. What you write down is what you attract. I just um, worked with my my subconscious mind coach, who, by the way, is, is going to be part of my, my offer to you at the end. Uh, you know, if you can't write down and get clear, Again, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and making it stick. You're going to attract anything and everything and not make the money you deserve. So I got really clear on I love people who, who love podcasting, who love writing. I even go to the, the different groups on Facebook that are health and wellness orientated. Um, also, I, I love people who love the travel. So I'm in some travel groups inside of Facebook. I love Prince and 80s music. <laughs> so, and if you think about all of these things, whatever you like, you can post about this. These can be some things of value and you can show your personality, not always talking about business. People actually can probably smell you a mile away if you're always talking about business. Where do they hang out? LinkedIn, Facebook, 
write that down. Write that down. In fact, you know, you can pause and, and write things down at any point in time, okay? And then, of course, what influencers are out there? Who do you know that knows your last best customer? And even many of them reach out to them. They could be on your list. I called it your dream 100 list. Who do you know that knows your last best customer? You know, realtors would say probably mortgage, insurance, credit repair. I'm a coach and a podcaster. So actually, I actually talk to a lot of other coaches and podcasters and I get on their podcast. They get on mine. Uh, I also have a bunch of affiliates and referral partners. So I have I'm going to hit probably about 300 people that signed up for this webinar, this this five-day lead generation and sales mastery because I reached out to people who know my last best customer. Another cool thing about getting clear on how you help, if you're clear on that, you're also clear on who you don't help. So you can sort and sift and not waste your time with the people you can't help, guys, because that's what that's what actually gives um, salespeople a bad name, to be quite honest with you, are the people that say, oh, I can help everyone, I can help you, and then they end up getting hired by that person and they can't really help them and then they get a bad reputation. So I encourage you, don't do that. So I'm gonna have you do an exercise really quick. This is where you're, you may wanna pause the recording, um, but I want you to write down your customer pain points, right? So your customer pain points and how you help. But I'm going to give my example first. Remember I said that I have probably close to 300 people signing up for this webinar. This is an item of value. This is, this is something that helps people learn about a topic that I specialize in. So I want you to think about that. I want you to study what I've done because it's going to make you money, okay? That's what I did. I studied what other people did, and I made it my own. So my customer pain points, people that I help are really missing the face-to-face -face marketing. Their sales are down. They're juggling a lot with kids at home or partner at home or even just working from home. They feel overwhelmed. With all of that, they just don't know how to get things done in a timely manner. They're, they're lacking accountability. They might even be spending too much money on courses, on funnels, on click funnels, on Infusionsoft, and they're confused, they're dazed, <laughs> they're bothered, they're bewildered. And again, like I've said, they're, they're feeling like they're just spinning their wheels, a hamster on a wheel, throwing spaghetti at the wall, and not much of it is sticking. So I wrote down all those pain points for this course. Then how I help, if you notice, was actually part of the survey that I sent. Hopefully if you haven't filled out the survey, there's still time, you can still do it, please fill it out. I'll have it in the show notes and I've also emailed it out almost every day. But if you just signed up, please fill out the survey. So the top ways that I help, there's more, but I help people with lack of knowledge with permission-based selling and messaging that is fun, easy, duplicatable, low cost, high return, in this new normal online. And 30% of you said, that's what you needed help with. Then 50% of you said, I really struggle with finding the time to get lead generation done every day. Well, I'm gonna help you create a plan for that. And then the last 20% 
so far, these, these percentages might change the more of you fill out the survey, was just having the accountability to do it. That's why I turned this over a five-day compressed time frame. If you do what I say and you follow through with all the homework and the call to action, you will get that done. You'll get those 100 leads. You'll have a habit, a muscle that you're developing, and then you got to just keep taking action. So hit the pause button and take five minutes to write down your customer pain points and how you help. And now after you've done that, your first call to action, your homework today, and then we're gonna dive into the next topic. You wanna build that list. Yesterday I talked about go to your phone, go to your friends list, go to, you know, maybe you have some business cards laying around, <laughs> whatever, maybe, maybe you have a dusty Facebook group you know, whatever you got to do, but, but find that friends and family who you haven't talked to. And if you don't have a CRM, get an Excel spreadsheet, write their name down in the Excel spreadsheet. Where goal is to get to 100. These are going to be people that are either a going to be your dream customer. So really make sure you go back to that avatar, that ideal dream customer. Do they fit that? Or or are they an influencer that you could add to your list of leads, prospects, prospective customers, prospective referral partners? Referral partners bring you pre-qualified leads and they close faster, okay? Invite them to your Facebook group. Put them in your Excel spreadsheet if you don't have one and connect with them on LinkedIn if you haven't yet. Do you have a YouTube channel that they could subscribe to that you're going to give value to? You're getting their permission to subscribe and giving them your link. They subscribe. They can subscribe to your email list. You know, we'll talk more about how to opt in if you don't have an email list. And if none of these apply, just get an Excel spreadsheet, okay? Add those people. You could join other Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. Again, go back to your likes and interests. Like for me, I said I was in travel groups. I'm in health and wellness groups. I'm in other sales groups. I'm in coach, speakers, authors groups. Start commenting and liking on posts today. Start engaging. And if you have the ability to, because every group is different. There's some groups that you are not allowed to post in and others that you can. Post an inspirational quote or something of value. Not a sales pitch, guys not a class that you're teaching. I'm able to do that with certain select people because I've been in the groups for a while now and I have their permission, right? So you don't, again, permission-based marketing <laughs> and add value. Start doing that today if you haven't already. The ultimate goal is if you like and comment on some of these posts, you see these people's profiles and you're like, I think I like this person. I think they fit looking at your, your dream customer list, I think they might fit that. You won't know until you can add them as a connection on LinkedIn or Facebook. And again, that's my focus point. If you have another, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, go for it. But I'm, I'm going to focus on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you, if you, if you're like, you're not quite there, you don't want to join groups, look at your phone. Hopefully you have at least 100 to 200, 300, 400 people in your phone that you haven't talked to at all. Make sure they're connected with you Maybe they're that influencer. This is going to come in handy for tomorrow. So that's your call to action. Again, that'll be in the show notes. If you're really wanting to pour rocket fuel on the idea of this, I do have a four-hour training, an evergreen training that takes your email list. It's specific to email this building, 
by 100 to 1,000 percent in 72 hours. If again, you probably don't want to do that this week. <laughs> but I discovered in teaching that course that a lot of people just don't even know how to get the leads in. So that's what this course is about. But listbuildwithlois.com. Um, it's only 37 bucks. Uh, go check it out if if you want some time. You know, after this course is finished. So I wanted to talk about time uh, today because the one thing is it's nice to have a vision, right? It's nice to know who your dream customer is, <laughs> right? However, if you remember, 50% of you said you're struggling the most with time and getting it, it in every day. Now, going back to all of my sales careers, the one thing I did have, you know, going for me before pandemic was I already had a habit, a muscle developed called lead generation. But guess what? When the pandemic hit, boom, it was like getting hit hard with a freight train. Because now I had to figure out how to homeschool two to three hours a day. I don't know if anybody can relate. Then I had to figure out, oh my gosh, um, I'm working from home all the time. I have to figure out this online thing, right? Uh, had to dust off my YouTube channel. I didn't have a podcast. Ugh, man, it was crazy. And yet, how was I able to figure it out? And even with all of the things that I didn't know, I was able to get to five figures a month online with almost zero experience other than the money I threw away at all of the things <laughs> that I talked about earlier. So we are all given the same 24 hours in a day, and yet why do some create more than most? There's a lot of reasons, but the key thing is structure and focus. Structure and focus is critical. Time is a precious commodity, guys. It's a non-renewable asset. Although if you follow what I teach, most of my clients have been able to sleep more, they've been able to take more time off, they've been able to duplicate this down in their sales force, they outsource, they delegate. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. But they had to focus. If you've ever heard of the 80-20 rule, 80% of your results comes from 20% effort. I'm not going to go through the whole Pareto's principle. Uh, I actually did a podcast episode just before I did this course. Um, ah, shoot, I don't have it in front of me, guys, but I want to say, I'll probably link it in the show notes. I want to say it was like episode 107, 108, uh, 109, somewhere in there. But really getting down to 20% of your input creates 80% of your effort. So for me, lead generation and conversion last year in this new normal became my 20%, non-negotiable. Like I didn't go to bed until it was done. Everything else was way secondary. So if you think of your time schedule, right? Uh, let's say you work uh, eight hour days and I, I'm not sure what everybody does. I'm just using that as a number. So eight hours a day, Let's say you work five days a week, just a simple 40-hour work week. And it might be different, so do the math on your side. Okay, write down how many hours a day do you work, how many days a week do you work. And with that, take 20% of that time. So if you do the math, 
40 hours a week, that's eight hours of that week is your focused 20%. So for me, what did that mean? That meant minimum, sometimes it was more, some days it was less, but it averaged out about the same. And I'll be honest, I did do six days, not, not, not eight hour days, six days, but I did six days of two hours worth of lead generation. And included in that, what I'm going to teach you guys more tomorrow is the content, like whether, you know, the emails, the, the social media posts, the, all of the things, right? And I have all the tools and all of the, uh, I can help you find a virtual assistant to help you do this. That's only seven bucks an hour. I mean, I, I've got all of the tools for you guys. So don't go out there and reinvent the wheel, okay? Let me know how I can help. Because you can, you can waste a lot of time and money trying to figure it out on your own. <laughs> but I have a system in place. So you guys don't have to waste all your money and your time. But the most important thing is, at the very least, you know, make a list of 10 things that you do as part of your sales and marketing. And what are the top two? That's your 20%. You can even go to your time schedule. And I, I have time tools that, that I'll share with you more so um, on that, that secret URL that I'm going to be sharing later on in the week. You don't want to miss that. You want to access those tools. Lead generation and conversion content creation were my top two things. And so I'd spent two hours a day. The rest... Whatever happened, even if my house burned down, my kids got sick, I got sick, someone died, you know, stress was massive for me last year, and I'm, I have no doubt it is for you. I still got that done every day. I still built my list. I still followed up. I created value in that permission-based way. So do you run your day or do you let your day run you? Life is short, guys. You only get this body this time around you know, you want to sleep, you want to have fun, you want to take some time off. I, I pivoted and realized last year I was working too much initially, trying to do all the things myself and spending all the money on all the things, right? ClickFunnels and Infusionsoft. Oh man, I think I lost a month of my life trying to figure those things out. And then I found a different platform that was much easier, way less time, still great results. If something comes your way, ask yourself, does this fit my vision? I personally have done nothing with Clubhouse at the time of this recording because I already have a system in place. I already have a plan. I'm, I'm tunnel vision. I'm focused. I'm not trying to do the spaghetti thing anymore. Asking yourself, am I overcommitting? Am I tired? Am I exhausted? Email and or your list creates leverage. And then having healthy boundaries, learning to say no is really key. If again, if you haven't gotten your lead conversion done and someone says, Hey, you want to hop on this zoom with me? And you don't know anything about who's hosting it. You don't know anything about just ignore it and say, Hey, I got a plan. I'm sticking with it. Create that ideal work week. You know, um, there's a great book called the 12 week year. Uh, I have uh, a great time management tool. Um, you know, I'll just give you the website dailycompassandguide.com. 
I'll put that in the show notes just because I care. Um, if you want to start playing with that, you know, writing your vision down, reviewing it daily, having that power hour calling or lead generation time, however you do your lead gen, right? Because because obviously there's different ways to touch people over the course of those five to 12 touches, right? Do you do one-on-one appointments? I'll be honest, I actually stopped doing 45-minute one-on-one appointments. Now I go down to 20 minutes or even 30 and I'm very, very, very careful about what I have on my scheduling link. So not just anyone's going to schedule on there, right? Do you do webinars, podcasts? Are you attending networking events? Are you sorting and sifting your leads on a regular basis? Are you asking referrals? And of course, are you taking time to reflect and really study what you're doing and what's working? Keep it. What's not working, get rid of it. If you haven't read the book, The 12-Week Gear, please check it out. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal tool. I am certified in teaching that. Um, Brian P. Moran is the author of The 12-Week Gear. It's basically how to get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. I think right now it, it's probably becoming a bestseller again because you got a time block. There's no such thing as time management, you guys. It's only choice management. And again, the Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule is key and critical. And a lot of that is also in the 12 week year. So let's talk about time use. Since I just shared with you, there's no such thing as time management, only choice management and use of time and energy. If you're exhausted, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed out, you have too much on your plate. You need to get rid of some of it. Focus. That's why I only focus on Facebook and LinkedIn right now. If I added Clubhouse or Instagram, in an intentional way. If you do it for fun, that's totally up to you. Maybe it fits into your hobby category. I don't know. But for me, I couldn't take on another thing. And I even now have delegated and outsourced some of it to my virtual assistant. Right? So set a goal. How many leads do you want every day and every week? And do not stop until you get there. You might need to to measure your time that's where my daily compass um, document comes in. And then, of course, that's where reflection comes in. So you're noticing how much time. There's a great app called Focus Keeper. Focus Keeper that can help you measure your success. If you're spending too much time on Facebook, it really, uh, what I teach, there's no need to be on Facebook more than 30 minutes a day. And you're probably like, what? And it might even look like I'm on there more often right now because I have this course, but otherwise my assistant is the one checking a lot of my messages, you know, and again, she's only seven bucks an hour. So it's, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal, but having a distraction free hour, even a day, even if it's just one hour that you focus on lead generation and giving value and, and, and conversion, that's all you need. People waste too much time. Also, what time of day and which days of the week will you do your lead generation? That's important. Making an appointment with yourself, just like fitness, you know, right? Just like date night. Those things don't happen unless you're intentional. Even scheduling time to have what I call the follow-up or conversion time, the eight by eight. Remember, I told you that story for a reason. Having the ability to touch people eight or five to 12 times will close them in an authentic way, schedule time for email campaign writing. If you have an email campaign or it's even just schedule time for posting. Again, I can help you with, with all of that. 
if you have landing pages, if you have lead magnets, if you have whatever you need that fits into your top 20%. These are just examples, guys. Don't feel like you have to do all of these things. However, you do get to choose if you want to fulfill that vision you wrote down, your dreams, your goals, your purpose, your why for being here, right? This is what you get to do. And of course, ask yourself, what can I outsource and delegate that's still in your top 20%? I did all of my social media posting first on my own just to understand it. Then I trained my virtual assistant. I have my, my CRM email campaign marketing tool. It creates posts for me. All I have to do is hit push. And then my, my assistant can do that too, right? Don't do it all yourself. And there's a really affordable, like I said before, I had a gal who wrote an email campaign, just a one-time campaign, that's all. And she went to fiverr.com. Here's one of my testimonials, Chris Kuchina in Wisconsin. I met him before the pandemic, but he started working with me after the pandemic. <laughs> and he's so happy. He has a solid weekly schedule in place now that helps him balance life and work. Uh, he, he actually had this in place before his mom died. And it was devastating for him. But because he had the systems in place, he didn't miss a beat. He was able to be more productive. He's gone through the 12-week year, and now he's starting to work with his CRM, and life is good. Do you want that? Do you want to be prepared in the event that, you know, heaven forbid, someone dies, you get really, really sick, or you're, someone in your life gets really, really sick and goes into hospice? If you don't have these systems in place, guys, you can miss out on so, so much that happened to me, you know, two and a half years ago, my dad died and he was in hospice. He was sick. He was in and out. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I missed out on a lot of that because I was on that, that hamster wheel. I didn't have these systems in place. The pandemic actually forced my hand and helped me get back to good and understanding where my priorities lie right now. Do you have that figured out for you? Another thing to think about in the lead generation plan, and we're just about wrapping it up here, guys, and I have a summary of the call to action and a, and a quick motivational story to share with you. You know, this week, my goal is to inspire you, empower you, equip you to generate 100 leads, whether it's in your Excel spreadsheet, your CRM, your email list, whatever. Well, ask yourself, what is your average sales price? You know, we used the example of Amazon yesterday. Amazon started with books, and they focused on books and people that read books, right? So they were very niche. And then they expanded. They started out with very low, low price points. And then they expanded. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. And some of you may be selling insurance or, you know, what have you. But, but you know your average sales price, okay? And if you have something to start with, that's kind of foundational and maybe a, a easy to sell, kind of like when you go to the grocery store, you might go in for that one thing, but you walk out with a whole bag or two or three. And a lot of it was at the checkout line. And those were low, low cost things like gum, tabloids, chocolates, you name it, right? It was because they were low cost. Each lead, let's just say each lead averaged five bucks. And that was a hundred people. They spent $500 with you. Whether it's a $10 offer 
that's times 100 is $1,000. $20 offer times 100 is $2,000. Now let's say you had something like that, something low end, just to, to have them spend a little bit of money with you. That's what I did last year. I had a $7 class and a $37 class. And I made thousands of dollars from that. And let's say you have these 100 people that you bring in this week, you close 20% of them. When you think of your average sales price, out of 100 people, 20 buy, and I can have higher conversions. If you, you follow what I say, guys, you can have a higher conversion with permission-based marketing. So you do the math. 20% of 1,000 is you know 200 bucks. And that's just getting started. That's just the beginning with that one lead. You know, there was a study, um, I think American Express card, the credit card, they, they spent $150. And this is actually dated information. I don't know what it is today. $150 on one lead. But they don't care <laughs> because they're making money on the back end, right? And I'm not trying to tell you to go get a credit card or anything like that. But if you follow what I say, you don't have to spend that kind of crazy money and you'll make way more money on the back end. So ask yourself, how many CAC connections do you need to add to your list per day to hit your income goal? This week is just 100. I want you to start thinking, though, as you go through this exercise, how many connections do you add and how many will it take to hit your income goal, even if your close rate is just 20%? How many people do you touch or connect with in a permission-based marketing way every day? And again, that's just having human conversations. I'm going to share with you my simple, super duper simple script tomorrow, okay, on how to even converse with people. But it's really just how are you? How's business? How's life for you in this new normal? That's that's the simplest. That's a teaser of what I'm going to share with you tomorrow. Here's Kathy. Um, she's one of my clients who actually started working with me before the pandemic, thankfully, because I was able to help her with all of these tools even before I converted to online marketing. She was actually already good at online marketing. She just didn't have my four-step proven system. Now she has a focus plan with income producing activities, her top 20% focus, focus, focus. And because of that, her income increased during the pandemic. Her sales team increased during the pandemic. She's a recruiter of salespeople for credit card merchant services. And she actually just bought her first home ever during the pandemic with that income. So when you think about fulfilling your vision, this stuff works, guys. So bonus call to action. And then I'll close with the story. Write your lead generation time plan out. What is your plan? What hours of the day? Is it your top 20%? How much time does that equate to on a daily basis? Because if you fail to plan, guys, you plan to fail. How many leads a day are you going to add or per week? Like I challenged you today to do 5 to 10. Do not stop until you get 5 to 10. You can watch this over and do another 5 to 10. You could get to 100 tomorrow if you if you do what I say from today. How are you going to track it? Do you have a client relationship manager? If not, I can refer you to a very, very low cost one. Um, do you have a lead tracking sheet? I have one. If you don't, just reach out to me. Put this stuff on your calendar, guys, and review, reflect every day. Connect 
with how you're spending your time. Don't just go on the hamster wheel, right? Autopilot does not work, <laughs> especially in this new world, right? And also bonus, how are you giving value? You know, hopefully you've, you've got that dream customer homework that I gave earlier. How you give value is huge, guys, and I'm going to share more of that tomorrow. So I know I went a little bit over time today. <laughs> Again, um, thanks for sticking with me. Uh, I really was wanting to keep it shorter, but I have so much to give you guys. So, so much to give you. And there's a, there's a story I want to share with you um, that's very near and dear to my heart. And I, I actually do share it inside of the Pareto's principle. Um, but I want to share it with you here today. Um, it's called the mayonnaise jar and a cup of coffee. And if you've, if you've never heard this before, um, it's, it's going to be a tearjerker. Um, so get out uh, the, the uh, Kleenex um, and just be, be ready. Uh, I, I heard this actually, I, I want to say it was either when I was in real estate or um, maybe even when I was in college. Some of you have heard this story uh, from Tony Robbins. It's, 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 it's timeless. And it goes along with everything that I talked about today at a heart-based level. So I hope you like it. When things in your life seem almost too much to handle, when 24 hours in a day are not enough, remember the mayonnaise jar and the two cups of coffee. A professor stood before his philosophy class and had some items in front of him. When the class began without speaking, he picked up a very large and empty mayonnaise jar, one of those industrial ones. He filled it with golf balls, okay? and then asked the students after he filled it completely with, with golf balls if it was full, and they agreed, yes, professor, it is. Then he picked up pebbles, just little tiny pebbles, and poured them into the jar. He shook the jar lightly, and the pebbles rolled in and filled in, the, slipped in between the, the cracks of the golf balls. He then asked the students, again, is it full? They said, yeah, yeah, it is full. The professor next picked up sand and he poured that into the jar and of course the sand filled up everything else then he asked now do you think it's full and they said with a unanimous yes professor it is full then the professor produced two cups of coffee from under the table and poured the contents into the jar effectively filling this empty space between the sand and the students laughed now, said the professor, as the laughter subsided, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The golf balls are the important things. Your spiritual life, your family, your children, your health, your friends, your passions, also known as your hobbies, things that make you, you and authentic and happy. Things that if everything else was lost and only they remained, your life would still be full. The pebbles are the other things that matter, like your job, your house, your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, there is no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same goes for life, guys, and why I talked about the Pareto's principle. If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, you will never have room for the things that are important to you. Pay attention to the critical things that are so important for your happiness. Play with your children. Take time to get medical checkups. Take your partner out to dinner 
<laughs> it's Valentine's Day right now. Play another 18 holes of golf. There will always be time to clean the house, do the laundry, fix the disposal, and of course, time to play on Facebook, right? So take care of the golf balls first, the things that really matter. Set your priorities, guys. The rest is just sand. At the end of the story, one of the students raised their hands and said, hey, professor, what about the coffee? What did that represent? The professor smiled. I'm glad you asked. It just goes to show you that no matter how busy life gets, how much you think you have to work, there will always be room for a couple cups of coffee as you meet with a friend. So I really, really hope you got a lot of value out of today. Again, take action. This information goes away if you're watching the, the sneak peek, uh, the, the training, the initial before it goes evergreen, before it costs hundreds of dollars, because this is the stuff, guys, that really made a difference in my life in getting from zero figures a month to five figures. Thanks, guys. Have an amazing day. I look forward to hearing you and seeing you in my Facebook community. Bye-bye for now.